0: Welcome to Shutting Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their wonderful hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 109. Check one, two. We are back. Uh, grateful for you guys for coming back for another episode this week. and I've been blessed just to have some guests reaching out to me and been able to uh, get some you know, uh, podcast recorded in advance. So I've just kind of been relaxing a little bit. But I tell you what, I was getting closer and closer to this week, and I realized, man, I, I need to find an, a guest. And you know, all of a sudden I get an email from a guy that has been on the show before and he'd like to come back on. And so there it is. I have another guest and I really love that. I love having repeat guests back on, love meeting new folks. And if you'd like to come on the podcast, I'm always looking for guests, always looking for new stories, sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Just send me an email. Love to hear your backstory. We'll chat a little bit, kind of make a plan and then we'll sit down and record it. And I just kind of make it like two guys trying to sit around a campfire telling stories. That's, that's the goal of this podcast always has been always will be and so today doesn't disappoint with lathe taylor coming back on i'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second but i do need to let you know that we've released i think since the last podcast at least three different videos on our youtube channel at shedding light outdoors so if you're like me uh deer season has ended and you're starting to look forward to that next season now some of you guys are out doing ice fishing and doing a bunch of different things staying busy i'm just kind of chilling at home (laughs) and i'm starting to dream of turkeys um and so my buddy trav uh travis shire who just became a dad, by the way. Two weeks ago, Trav uh, and Leah, they had their first daughter. Her name is Lena, and Lena is doing great, so I'm super pumped for him. But Trav, uh, right before that, edited a turkey video, and it's really awesome. It's some of our best footage over the last few years of hunting, and he did a great job putting that together. Seven-minute video. Also, my brother-in-law, Kirk. uh, I just finished that video this week. That's also out on our YouTube channel, also on Facebook, just called Kirk's First Deer and I think there's even a couple other videos that maybe you haven't seen yet so if you want to go over there hit subscribe you won't miss any of those and uh, be sure to check those out I love it when guys leave comments let us know what you think about different things and uh, appreciate the feedback not only on the YouTube channel but also here on the podcast if you haven't left a review if if you like the podcast if you enjoy it if you listen to it I'm just curious like how you listen do you listen on your way to work are you listening while you're working out Um, when are you listening to this leave a review talk a little about that and I would greatly appreciate uh, that review from you guys all right, and with that said, we're gonna get ready to jump in. Uh, today's guest, once again, his name is lathe Taylor from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and Lath uh, is a repeat guest. Came on before, talked a little bit about how he was just getting into hunting videography uh, and videoing hunts. Led to him wanting to do it himself, and he had an amazing year this past year. Was able to get a lot of firsts. We talk all about his first deer, first duck, first crane, uh, which I didn't even know that you could hunt cranes, and a lot more. So I think that you. You guys will enjoy this one here is lathe taylor all right joining me from the frosty land of texas is lathe taylor lathe how are you sir oh you know i'm pretty
1: good staying warm as best i can and it's kind of weird texas being frosted right now but
0: yeah, that's our is, reality right now. <laughs> it is bizarre that it is colder in Texas right now in the middle of February than it is in Ohio. I mean, it's cold in Ohio, but it's I mean, it's been very cold down there, right? Yeah,
1: it's been like when some parts of Texas have been in like the negatives and that's not the wind chill.
0: That's that's just insane. Got s- snow and all that. Snow, ice. I mean, it all started like
1: about last third, I want to say Wednesday, well, actually last Tuesday evening-ish. Yeah. I think. So Tuesday or Wednesday. Either Wednesday, yeah. Anyway, started about then and it hasn't stopped yet.
0: <laughs> Just keeps going. Wow. So what do you do to, to occupy your time during the snow? I mean, uh, are you kind of stuck in your house or what are you into?
1: So we, uh, so we're, where we are, where our house is, me and my wife and our kids, or our kid, where we live, we're in kind um, of a neighborhood, but it's on the like the edge of like the main city and, I guess, the start of the rural parts of town. Okay. So we're on a different grid than the city is, and a different power company. Oh, okay. That power company, because we're so concentrated in an area... Okay. <clears throat> That usually services the rural community they're doing rolling brownouts in their on their grid with the most usage okay so we just had kept power one for a little bit power off power wrong power off <laughs> oh man back and forth but yeah. we moved to her parents yesterday and it's been pretty fun after that so yeah. they haven't lost power yet yeah
0: well, I had you on um, before, uh, so you were back, uh, I believe it was May last year, episode 67. Uh, so if guys want to go back and listen to that one, that was a good episode. But uh, ladies, for the guys that haven't listened to that or just jumping in on this episode, give us a little bit of your background. Tell us a little bit about capturing the hunt and just kind of give us an overview here.
1: So, Yeah, I, um, I do hunting photography as, well, now I'm full-time photography, but I am hunting photography has supplemented that and helped me Well, both hunting photography and hunting videography has supplemented my income enough so I can actually go full time with everything. So yeah, I get paid to go take pictures of people hunting or film pictures or film hunts and stuff like that and just capture it for different people. Um, I haven't really been hunting all that long, but I have been over the past year have been really hitting it hard both personally and filming hunts and capturing hunts
0: yeah you okay so i had to say out of i've had a lot of guests on you were a very unique guest in that um you had not actually killed anything like you have been just kind of started out you've been on a lot of hunts where there'd been people that had been successful but so photography if i remember right photography is kind of what got you into hunting right
1: yes yes me doing all the hunting photography and going on those hunts is kind of what led me to meet a cool, pe- cool bunch of people. Yeah. And it's helped me get on animals and stuff. Oh,
0: that's cool
1: man. for myself. So,
0: so last year, um, May 3rd, as I looked, is when you were on. And so, of course, the pandemic and all that craziness uh, kind of occurred um were you able uh, how did the hunting go from there so let's just start with may 3rd you know you get off the podcast with me uh (laughs) how does the rest of the year go for you late
1: yeah that was like the right at the start of this whole covid pandemic if i remember correctly yeah i was like it was like right near the beginning of that um so from there it kind of went into the summer and i didn't really do anything except work washing cars i was still washing cars at that time and then I knew season was coming up it was like August time and I knew season was coming up so I was like you know what I think I talked to my wife she had just got on and like she was at a comfortable position where I was like you know what season's coming up why don't I just step down that season's coming up step down focus solely on photography both for the church and for my hunting stuff she's like okay let's see what we can do and we just took the leap of faith, and it's like, like it was like a big leap of faith for us. We're like, I don't know if we should do this, but as soon as we did it, like I mean, it blew up from there. Like, so many more opportunities. I mean, I already had a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. There's like more and more coming in. And it was really cool to see. Like, I I, I started so I reached out to over the summer by a guy who filmed, who does a TV show called predator pursuit Hmm. he reached out to me and said hey you're local i'm actually local too do you want to help film maybe learn from my guy so i have another camera guy that's local and i can do stuff with we go on something close we can go on something close i was like i didn't think anything i was like yeah sure i'll get back to you as soon as i took that leap of faith i reached back to him he's like yeah let's have you out (laughs) <laughs> and uh i went out and filmed a hog hunt i met his videographer guy and i've been doing a lot with him cool. and then like we'll uh so he's kind of took me under his wing okay. he's been training me how to film tv shows just film hunts in general taught taught me more of the filming side because i mean i know how to film stuff but it's more like it's more of an art that he knows all the outs and ins and everything.
0: Right. Oh, very cool. And so that was
1: kind of from there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's kind of neat that you, I mean, you decide okay, I'm going to quit my, my regular job here that I have, and I'm going to dive in. I mean, that's gotta be a scary thing. And then all of a sudden you've got a connection that kind of leads to, you know, uh, filming for this guy. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So far with uh, Dustin, which is the the video guy that's teaching me. I've done, let's see, two, three trips with them in total. Two over for Predator Pursuit. One is for a show called Adaptive Pursuits, which the show's yeah, the show is called, uh, no, Adaptive Pursuits, and it's about, it's put on by the North American Association of Blind Sportsmen. Okay. So. so if you're legally blind to totally blind, these guys put you on outdoor trips, fishing, hunting, just getting you out of your comfort zone, and like totally like blind friendly show, as well as blind friendly experiences for these people that are blind. And we film it. It's a very narrative driven show, so we do big interviews, stuff like that. You know, it's a really cool show. We uh, I got to film a deer hunt in Mississippi right at the beginning of the year for that show
0: that was a really fun cool
1: that was a cool show
0: that's awesome man I uh you know my filming has always just kind of been for my little group but we did get invited to film a turkey hunt and there's it seems like sometimes like just from that one experience there was a little bit more pressure almost like if you're hunting you 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 know you're out there trying to have fun but if you've been asked to film the hunt then you've it's kind of more important that you get the shot and everything do you ever feel like the pressure of that whenever you're trying to capture these hunts
1: uh when I'm training there is yeah like when I when I have the guy that's like teaching me like right next to me looking over my shoulder I'm like oh yeah this is kind of scary Make sure I got to get this right. Make sure I got to hear this right. But like at the end of the day, he's like, no, dude, you're doing great. So keep doing what you're doing. Um. Since I guess I've never been, I mean, I, I have been in the outdoor. I've done stuff outdoors, but I've never really been into hunting. I've not had the pressure. I feel like I don't have the pressure enough to be like, oh my gosh, oh, we got to get this kill shot. We got to get this kill shot. I mean, yeah, it's important to get the kill shot if the show is like centered around that or whatever but to me i don't i care more about the experience right when i'm i'm looking to capture the experience rather than capture just the kill yes i when it comes down to the kill shot i definitely take a lot of extra added steps but like that's my whole focus during that moment is okay gotta get the kill gotta get the kill shot right all right got it let it go all right if you can get the kill shot on an animal, you can fake everything else up to
0: that point. <laughs> that is true. There's, I I talk to my wife a lot about whenever you're watching shows, the, like the importance of cut scenes. And I, you know, you try and I like having a second angle camera and all that stuff, so I don't have to okay. do that. And I have done some of that in the past, but yeah, you can't really uh, reenact that kill shot <laughs> if you don't no. if you don't have it. You don't have it. So. Mm. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Um, so as of May 3rd last year, you had not killed an animal yet. You were working on it. Has that changed from that point till now?
1: Yes, definitely has changed from that point until now.
0: All right. So tell us some of those uh, stories. Tell us what went down this year. So
1: we'll start with, we'll start with this first. I mean, I, I killed a duck. Like I got my first duck during early teal season. Um, and then from there, I went crane, like the, the next trip that I actually got to shoot, and hunt, and actually be successful, um, where I wasn't solely focusing on pictures was a crane hunt and Lubbock. Oh, cool. And I got to shoot a, I got to shoot a, a big sandhill crane. That was really cool.
0: Uh, okay. So I've never had anybody talk about crane hunting. Is that similar to duck hunting? Are you in a blind or out in the field? How do you, how do you get a, a crane?
1: So cranes are very are very unique in that kind of like yeah, it's kind of like duck hunting. You are in a blind, but you're also well it's it is field hunting. I just I'll say that it is field hunting. But you gotta make sure you gotta have a big spread. Cause you can call them, but it's easier just to get into lay it in a spread. That makes sense. So So like a deer, deer like do you have a
0: bunch of crane
1: decoys? Yeah, so the guys I went with, they had just gotten some of those dive bomb like flat silhouettes. Okay. Of some cranes. And uh we put a hurting on them out there in Lubbock.
0: Wow. I don't you know, I I've never never heard of guys hunting them and I've never I'm just looking up pictures now. So I see these decoys. Cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're very uh the, the cranes themselves are very they're very finicky. So yeah. if you don't if you don't have like a good like you gotta you gotta see them from a distance like they'll see you from a distance. So you gotta like they come in so slow. Mm-hmm. Like it's way different than duck hunting because duck hunting if they're committed, they're committed, they're coming in hard. But mm-hmm. they're so far off when they start committing that they and they're so slow that they can easily just turn a wing and take off a different direction.
0: Huh. Just
1: as like pre- like not on a dime, but their vision's a little bit better so they have more of a time to react okay but once they're coming down like if they're actually committed and they haven't seen you up until the point where they're starting to put their feet down it is very easy to put a smack on them because they're such a big bird
0: yeah i That's mean cool. people call, that sounds people like, like a little fun
1: call them, yeah people joking call them pterodactyls <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, That's cool, man. I, I, uh, you can sign me up for one of those hunts. That'd be kind of neat to see a bird like that, that big coming in. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. And then from there,
1: uh, I got my first deer.
0: Oh, okay. Now, now you're getting into my territory. I know a little bit about those, those critters. so. (laughs) So tell us about your deer hunt. So,
1: yeah. So I, so the guy that I friended over this whole journey of my life, um, he runs an outfitting business out of like he runs hunts and stuff out of uh stephenville texas which is like about 30 minutes west of where i am currently um and he was like like we, we he, he like i gave him pictures for hunts like we'll, we'll trade i was like hey man i want to get on my first series like come on let's do it so he has a couple spots that he likes to go to that he knew there was going to be some deer. So we knew there was a deer in the area and we were, we had saw some, we were driving through the field. We saw them off in the distance. We stopped, we got out and we were going to do a, like a, a long stalk in, but when we crest the hill, they were gone.
0: Uh, are you like, uh, okay? rifle, rifle hunting?
1: Yeah. Rifle hunting for okay, now. Cool. Um, then from there, we, uh, we took off, got back in the truck, and went down a little further down to this property, and we picked a spot. We got out. We walked about, oh, 30 yards, and then there was this doe. We heard a noise, and a doe spooked and came, like, running. We could have shot her if we wanted to, but he was like, wait, 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 quietly, so we, like set the gun down we like set the tripod to the bipod our bog pod down i put my rifle on it and waited for a little bit like maybe not even a minute after that dough ran out a, spi- a little a spike a decent a bigger a bigger size spike yeah. but i wouldn't say it's huge but it was a good size spike came out and i was like He's like, "Uh, you need to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's a great first deer. I was like, so are you okay with that? I was like, I don't care. I want a deer. <laughs> so I went ahead and like locked everything off. He didn't see us at all. So he took the turn and we'll started walking toward the feeder. It was like 90, like about, it was like 90 yards away. I put, right, put one right in the double lunged him. Nice. he went about 60 yards in the woods and i found him and what was really cool so like we got the deer and then me and the guy that got me into all the hunting photography stuff my friend micah who's the pastor that owns the call company i think we probably talked about it we had to have. yeah I it's think a so. big part of it was a big part of my story um but he and me like jacob which is the guy that got me on the deer helped me clean it down to like the court like we quartered it and then me and that mike guy we spent all night processing it ourselves (laughs)
0: that's a great first experience yeah
1: it was really fun we and we just we we just ground up a lot of it Mm. um but it was still really fun to just go through that process and eat off something you harvest
0: yeah so You've been filming for a while, filming these hunts, and you've been there on, you know, the kill shot. You've been there for the harvest. You've been there to kind of capture, like, that's the name of your group, capturing the hunt. So what's it like for you to be on the, finally to be on the, pulling the trigger, you know, in that moment with the duck, with the crane, with the deer, you know, what's the difference there for you? I mean, is there, uh, is it more rewarding? Uh, how, how does that compare to, to just taking the the video?
1: Uh, I really enjoyed it due to the fact that I got to bring my meat to the table. Yeah. That was fun. Um, but I understand why I see my value in what I do. It's like, well, man, no, oh, I wish I was there to capture it. <laughs> <laughs> so you
0: didn't get that one on film
1: then? Did not, unfortunately, get those on film. But I still had fun doing it. I mean, I yeah. don't understand, like, enjoying the moments. Yeah. But – I, mean, I did get some pictures of me holding it, holding it and stuff like that, but it's just like I understand I see like sometimes like man, I really want to be behind the camera too on moments. Like that's a big part of me. Like when I'm doing is I was like, man, I wish I was able to catch that. It's kind of hard for me too. Yeah. And be behind the the gun. But so yeah, that was the first Eric story. And then from there. I went to a trip with the same guy that got me on the deer. I mean, we, I went on a couple of duck trips between then and there, and I shot out some ducks. But then we went to Del Rio, Texas, or actually, really Sonora, Texas, which about like four hours from my house, from where I live currently, kind of near the Mexican, the Texas-Mexico border, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, was able to get on some uh, some predator stuff. So we like those guy it was so we were filming odd ad hunts, taking pictures of doing odd ads and hunting odd ad, which is a goat. I don't know if you're familiar with an odd ad.
0: No, a, I haven't heard of that.
1: It's a goat from Africa. Okay. That was brought over to Texas you know, like why a while back. I'm pretty sure this is right. Don't quote me on it, but it would. uh, But they're like kind of like a mountain goat, and they're just really elusive.
0: Okay, yeah, I've seen. I'm looking at pictures of them now. I guess Barbary sheep is another name for them. Yep,
1: Barbary sheep. Yep. Okay, and they're 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 uh, not a lot of people like to. A lot of people like going for the trophy stuff, but we were doing a wild, literally chasing wild all that. That was really cool. But at night we would go and creditor call and i was able to harvest my first gray fox
0: oh cool tell us about the hunt how you know like that's always the thing like with you talking about filming the hunts it's not just like the kill shot so tell us the story that leads up to that how did it all play out
1: so yeah with uh so we had been calling a couple uh couple of stands we'd go to we'd drive around the property stand in the back of the truck turn on the Fox Pro and hit and get the spotlight. And have the guns ready to go. If we see some eyes, mm-hmm. um, I was uh, At night is a little harder for me to film if I don't have the right equipment. Right. So I was not really worried about. I was more worried about call uh like shooting. So we got like three stands in. Didn't really have a good opportunity to get on something. And then we had, like, stopped in this, like, kind of gully-type thing, like a natural draw. And we uh, flipped on the call. He turned on the spot and started spotting. And I was like, hey. There he was, like, hey, hey, hey. Fox coming over the corner. He dropped in over this, like, hill thing, came to about 100 yards, stopped, looked at us on his, like, Like he put on his, stood on his forepaws. He's like, kind of looked at us. I was like looking. He's like, you better take that shot. So I popped one in him and he dropped right at a hundred.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That was pretty cool. I
1: mean, I definitely, I didn't, I wasn't able to save the pelt because, well, I was using a 308.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll do a little damage, huh?
1: That'll do a little damage, but I did, I did get, I did get to keep the tail and it's, currently in my freezer right now
0: oh man so lathe you went like in a year you had a lot of first i mean you get a you get your duck you get a crane you get a deer you get a fox is that it or is there more (laughs) uh well i think my favorite so i had my first duck my favorite
1: duck that i've gotten which is technically my third duck ever was a nice wood drake wood duck drake okay which is a very pretty if you've never seen a wood duck drake it's pretty it's, it's not quite a mallard yeah but it's up there with the prettiness of a of a duck mm. how did you get and here? that was a cool that was a cool hunt so we were uh it's, it's a spot that i like to call the well my buddy that like let uh like guided us calls it the wood duck honey hole and it's a spot where like if you don't mess with it for a while, it's like right off, like right next to the Brazos River here in Texas. And it's like a little private property with the stock tank, right? Some woods flooded, like, like kind of flooded timber almost type stuff. And they'll just pile in if you don't mess with it for a while. I was taking pictures at it a while back. And I was like, you know what? I really want to get on a wood deck before season ends before i started going on some trips and he uh so he i reached out to the dude heck yeah come on it was actually me and my buddy micah who got me into all this and his son uh so his son also got his first duck he got his first duck ever and his first duck ever was a wood duck drake (laughs) oh that's cool so it was kind of cool experience to be part of that too um but uh so we were just tucked in this wood duck. This, I call it the wood duck of all tucked in there. We had like, it was early morning. We just heard like landing on the water, landing on the water. And we were trying to let the, the, the boy, the son shoot first. So he was able to, he, he would miss one. He he couldn't quite get the gun up in time. So we were like, Micah told me, hey, if you see one, go ahead and take it and we'll get right on one here just a couple of seconds. So yeah, sure enough. pitch black you couldn't see nothing. All of a sudden I heard a flutter, and I saw one land and I kind of just guessed about where I saw the ripples emanating from and sure enough, I was able to squeeze a, squeeze one off and uh, put them down the water oh man it's pretty sweet
0: that is awesome and that's a cool looking bird too i mean it looks like he's got a green mullet you know <laughs> yeah
1: it's Beautiful. that one's currently in micah's freezer awaiting to be mounted i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with it first but mm. i definitely want to get it mounted for sure because that's my i could have got my first dog mounted but i was like you know what i'd rather eat that one
0: yeah Oh man, that's so cool. I mean, you've had a lot of neat hunting experiences. And then of course your, your filming kind of has opened the door to you kind of going before this, you were talking about, you're getting ready. Um, you're out walking, kind of getting ready for, uh, like a mountain lion hunt. Is that right?
1: Yeah. That's why I kind of sound out of breath. I I promise (laughs)
0: I'm not out of breath. I'm actually
1: currently hiking in our 19 degree Texas weather.
0: Yeah. Um, it's unique.
1: Yeah. But I wanted to get out and I've been trying to get out more and more because, yeah, I have the opportunity to go film the mountain lion hunt in
0: Idaho. That's cool. That, that'll be a yeah, one. Have you Have you done that before?
1: I have never done a backcountry hunt before. Oh. So this is my – that's why I'm getting out and hiking. I started before all the craziness happened. I was like, well, I guess it's as perfect time as ever to get into it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to have this weather for this whole time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's great. When's your hunt?
1: It is uh, the 24th, so ne- next week.
0: Okay, all right. So you kind of getting it in there. So tell us a little bit about uh, the caption hunt kind of th- part of things. Um, are you still looking for other places? Are you kind of de- trying to expand? Or you kind of got plenty of work now? How's that working out for you?
1: Um, so with spring turkey coming up, I don't have, I mean, a lot of the places up here that I'm like, that I do a lot with, They've they've kind of stopped doing hunts. One of the guys has heavily moved into predator season. I mean, I'm still getting stuff with uh my the guy that films all the TV shows yeah. um, that's been training me. I'm still getting a lot of stuff with him. We have actually have a trip coming up in March, um, filming possibly filming a turkey hunt,
0: okay. and then
1: possibly filming a possibly filming the Texas rattlesnake roundup. it's kind of cool um but as of currently i don't really have anything big planned i would like to get on a spring like film a spring bear hunt that'd be really cool
0: that'd be neat well, uh, let, let's go ahead and put your information out there. This will probably be down and I'll put it down in the description as well. But if anybody would want to check out, you are on Instagram, I believe on Facebook, YouTube. Give us a quick rundown where people can find you. and Maybe there's some guys listening to this with, that are looking for, um, you know, to add a videographer or have somebody come film their hunts so they can reach out to you. How, do, how would they do that, Leith?
1: Yeah, so um, my Instagram is probably the best way to reach to me, uh, just messaging me through that. Because it also has my email, and no, I don't think it has an email. It has my number. I know that for sure.
0: All right.
1: Um, to reach out to me. Um, but yeah, my Instagram is just at capturing the hunt, all one word.
0: Okay.
1: And Facebook is, I think you can look it up by the same way, or just type capturing the hunt, and it should be able to. It should pop up. You'll see. You'll know you're on the right spot when you see a uh, a logo on Facebook, when you see a logo with a white, like a, a white lettering logo on like a, a duck on like a duck feather, it'll say capital like a fancy cursive writing. And
0: and even for guys that aren't, um, you know, maybe you're not looking to book a videographer. If you just want to like a neat account, you take some amazing pictures. I mean, obviously that's part of what you do. And so it's a great one to kind of follow and, it's not just, uh, dead animals and somebody standing behind it. It's, uh, you know, like you do, it's capturing the entire hunt different moments and some things like that. I'm just kind of scrolling down through and there's some neat things there that you guys do. And you also said that you are on YouTube as well, right?
1: Um, so
0: I help. So the guy, Micah,
1: as Valor calls, he is. So I'm part of his team as, um, that's kind of like his videographer and his photographer guy. So I helped him with his YouTube stuff. And um, we haven't had a, I haven't had an opportunity to do something because we've been just so busy with season, but um, so check it out. It'll be Valor. I think it's just Valor game calls on YouTube. Okay. He's got current, he's got currently one video up on uh, he's got currently one video up on like a, Like a like a gear review or something like that. Okay. Um, but I also help to help him with that. But I also help with the church. Our church. I do a lot of their uh, like social media stuff for that. Well, so it's been a so I stay pretty busy in the off season too. So yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to me for hunting, definitely either go through me. On my instagram or even valor calls and they can get you hooked up to me too
0: cool I remember last time we talked a little bit about also you being involved in a thing called advanced camp which is a uh Uh, kind of a uh, what was it It was just every like once a saturday you kind of take some kids out that maybe don't have a a father figure in their lives and kind of teach them some things that they ought to know and um i remember one of the things that you mentioned was uh castrating a bull you know that's not something i i i I even know how to do i don't think (laughs) but um are you still part of that how's that going
1: yeah so advanced camp is still definitely going strong and and still going um Covid doesn't stop fatherlessness, so yeah, we we wanted to keep it going as best we could in the covid, and we luckily being in Texas, were able to continue to operate at mostly the same capacity as we had, but we just kind of made kids wear masks and try to keep as much social distance as you can. But like, I'm sure people who've gotten out during all this know once you get with people, it's kind of hard to not be with people
0: right that's like true. we're
1: wired we're wired to want to be with people and interact. Mm. so but yeah we've been actually having a lot of fun this year so we actually got to go on a duck hunt with everybody with them we got them all safety trained and all that stuff all their licenses bought and we actually got to go on a on a duck hunt take wow. them out on a duck hunt in november
0: that's sweet how'd so it go
1: really cool it was all right. I mean, they had more fun because it was a, it was the first overnight camp we did in Texas. Or the first overnight one we've done.
0: Yeah.
1: So they had a lot of fun getting out and just experiencing camping in the woods, waking up early and like hearing ducks laying on the water. They didn't get a whole lot of birds, but.
0: They got some, though, right? Still.
1: But I think we got, I think they got a total of like three
0: Hey, you know, I mean, any would be awesome. (laughs) So you didn't get skunked. That's good. But they
1: did get to, but the guy that, the guy that was guiding brought, he had some frozen ducks and he just brought them out and we ate some ducks. So they at least have experience with duck, Mm. eating duck. That's cool. No, it was a lot of fun. They had, they had, they, they had a blast and then we, uh, already did our, We do like blacksmithing in January every year. Yeah. So we did our blacksmithing. That was really fun. I'm not sure what this one coming up this Saturday is. I don't know if we're going to have it. Yeah. Depends on road conditions and stuff.
0: Well, you know, you're not usually used to blizzard conditions in Texas. So I I think that you guys get a free pass on this one. (laughs) Everybody would understand. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Lee, that's, that's great it sweet. sounds like you've had a really good year i'm really excited for you man and i'm excited that the photography and the videography and capturing the hunt is going well and um i really appreciate you coming back on the show man
1: oh heck yeah thanks for having me anytime yeah
0: so well i will uh let you go good luck on your mountain lion hunt getting in shape and all that and enjoying the cold weather so uh we'll talk to you later man all right sounds good all right see ya. Pretty pumped for Lathe in the year that he's had. Uh, really some neat firsts for him and just kind of getting into the hunting side of things and also still doing the videography. So just pumped for him. Appreciate him coming back on the show. You know, uh, something he talked about that I thought was kind of crazy is how he just dove in. Like he... Uh, Took a leap of faith, so to speak, um, by quitting his job and going straight into this, 100% into the videography and into the hunting. um, Kind of a neat thing, and it's a scary thing to do uh, sometimes. I I think, whenever I think of a leap of faith, I think of Indiana Jones. (laughs) You guys know what I'm talking about, right? He's got to get across this giant chasm, but he looks down and all he can see is... Like, there's nothing there. He he sees absolutely nothing. There's no way he can jump across it, but he has to take this leap of faith. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. He takes that first step, and he realizes that there was a bridge going across it the whole time that he could not see. And he walks across there and gets the grail and all that, and it's crazy. But I, I think about us, you know, God sometimes requires us to to take a leap of faith. In fact, uh, I think some of us want it to be a lot easier than what it is. We're like, God, why don't you just show me what I need to do? Why don't you just tell me? But if if he tells us exactly what it is and exactly what's going to happen, then do we actually have faith. It's the same reason that whenever I go to swimming lessons, I put my daughters up on the ledge and I ask them to jump. <laughs> why do I do that as a dad? Why What is? The, why would I want them to do that? Well, I, I think it's probably because I want them to trust me. I want them to know, first off, to have the courage to do it because it builds their courage. And second, whenever they take that jump, it shows me that they trust me as their dad. Um and and that's important to me. It's, it builds that relationship. And whenever I catch them, they know that I'm always going to catch them. No matter now, I might let them go under just a little bit, <laughs> but I'm always going to catch them. If you want, I'm not going to give you a lot of verses or anything today. But if you've never read Hebrews 11, uh, it's kind of the Hall of Fame of faith, is is what people call it. But these people were normal people, just like you and me, uh, that walked the earth, just like you and I. And sometimes we put them up on a pedestal with these people. It talks about Abraham. It talks about Abel and Enoch and Noah and all these different characters of the Bible who had just a little bit of faith. They took that that leap that God was calling them to do. Um, Abraham left his home, didn't know where he was going. He just knew that God had called him to leave. So my question for you to think about is, is God calling you to take a leap of faith in some way? Is there something that you've been maybe thinking that you ought to do, um, but you're just kind of nervous about it? You're on the edge. You're not sure if you really want to do it because you're not afraid what will happen if you do. Maybe that's something you need to pray about. I want you to think about that. Read Hebrews chapter 11 and think about what the result can be if we take that leap of faith. Guys, thank you so much for coming back for another episode. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope that you're staying warm. hope that you are doing well, being safe. And we'll come back ne- next week for another episode. And until then, remember to shed the light.